everyone. Welcome to this week's Blind Intelligence with me, Miss Ronnie, where I always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. This week, we have a very special guest. We have a special guest. Say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that you came. We're going to start out as always. We're letting you take over and telling everyone about you. Yeah, so about me, my name is Tracy Phipps. I'm an inspirational R&B singer, songwriter, um, originally from the DMV, born and raised in DC. Um, and I'm also a fashion business expert. I have over, I, I would say maybe 10 years now in retailing experience. Um, so I do that for a living. And then I also have my own nonprofit called Time for Tea, um, where we serve confidence with a cup of tea. And this nonprofit basically works with young girls, teaching training and etiquette, table manners, um, and when I'm not doing that, I'm, of course, in the studio making music and trying to inspire as many people as I can. Okay. So with all of that going on, nonprofit work really is you have to care. I worked in nonprofit for a long time. So how does music actually in your life intertwine with nonprofit? Yeah, so I like to consider myself as a brand. Um, and I think that this is something that, especially right now, when you look at your Jay-Z, Beyonce's and Rihanna, um, in terms of like your talent, like music, just music alone, like really isn't enough. Like you have to be able to really dabble into different factors and different like industries. Um, so, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a degree in business. That's true, but tell me why. It's it's true. It's it's important because um, as an artist, my my purpose in life is to be able to inspire and instill hope in people. And I can do that through music. But I think it's also very important to show people and live by example and find something that is close to your heart that you really care about that you can also invest in. Um, so when I started Time for Tea, like I founded this nonprofit myself. And I love mentoring young girls. And that's where that kind of came in. So if you listen to my music, it's very girl power inspirational, which also then translates into what I'm doing in the community and helping empower women and bring women together and young girls. Okay. So with that, and considering being an artist, how does that fit into your songwriting? Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I can write about a lot of different things. Um, but when I think about my lifestyle, what's important to me, and then the people that I'm around through my nonprofit, through my workplace, my family, I have three nieces. So when, when I'm writing and I'm thinking about what I want to put out into the world, that's going to be permanently there forever. Um, I always go back to who are the people that I want to inspire um, and that's where my nonprofit really helps because I spend a lot of time in the community um, and mentoring. So I'm constantly when I'm writing or I'm doing anything with my music, I'm always thinking about the people or the young girls that are going to eventually listen to this. And I, you know, I would hate to put out music that's just derogatory or that's full of curse words or that's just not like it's not something that I want them to constantly listen to. So I want to lead by example because I'm in the community and I'm doing that. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you a controversial question then. Okay. You can choose to pass because I always give the option. What 
do you think about, I'm not going to name it, but I'm sure you're going to know. What do you think about the Grammy performance that's being criticized right now? Um, I mean, I'll comment. I, I think it's, I personally would not do that <laughs> is all I could say. Personally, I, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't let my children watch it if I was, I don't have children, but I do have nieces and I know that they're not allowed to watch or listen to anything like that. Um, I'll answer that with what someone not told me. Not necessarily the music because you can do that, but I'm just thinking about when I was younger and I'm not taking sides on this, but yeah. when I was, you know, of course, when the award shows got ready to come on, he's like, oh, we got to watch the awards. We got to watch the awards. Can we stay up? Because they could. they your family. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So with, I didn't actually didn't see it. I actually went to look at it other places. And with you saying that your goal is to empower what do you think about that? Honestly, with the industry, it, it is, there's a very simple strategy and it's just that whatever people want is what the music industry is going to give them. So if that's what people are watching, you know, that's the number one song on Billboard. It was consistently number one. And actually that, that producer was out here in Orlando um, that made the song, but which he's an awesome producer. Um, but this, that song went viral and it obviously was number one billboard consistently for weeks. Um, and that's just what people are watching him in for making decisions. I'm sure there's a lifestyle that's involved there, but you just have, honestly, you just have to choose whether you want to watch or not. If it's uncomfortable, turn it off. If it's not, leave it on. But I'm, I mean, I'm going to stick to what I said. The industry is just, it's dishing out what people want. That's what gets views. That's what people are talking about now so i'm just laughing at the way you said it <laughs> oh yeah because i saw like the videos and stuff so it's like that's what people are have on orientation tell me about your new single yeah so i just released um a song called without me um and that song is basically um an explanation of something that I went through during the pandemic. And I think a lot of us went through this where we just kind of were forced into this like realm of isolation where you had to, you know, basically be by yourself. And for me, I don't, I live in Orlando. I don't have family out here. Um, but with that being said, you, it's kind of like the pandemic puts you in a corner where you had to basically like now deal with yourself and your own thoughts. And you had to be locked up in your house for, for weeks, months with just yourself. Um, or with family members, but for the most part, you encourage to stay away from people. So when I wrote the song, it was just kind of like me kind of going through a moment. I'm a spiritual person. I believe in God. And um, I just felt like something was happening because it's this has never happened before. And the lyrics of the song say, whenever you do what you're going to do, however you do, don't do it without me. So that was me just basically saying to God, like, whatever's up, whatever you have planned, like this is a crazy year, but just like, please keep me in mind. Don't forget about me. Um, and, you know, keep me in your thoughts because I just, I think a lot of people were dying. A lot of people are still dying. And I just, I wanted to basically send a reminder that like, I'm still here and I want to fulfill my purpose. So one question that I did want to ask, how long have you been a professional artist? I would say professionally singing, uh, maybe four years. Um, I've been singing since I was younger, but 
with my career in fashion and kind of growing quickly there. Um, when I started music, more like really digging into it right out of college, right, right before college, um, I had to make a decision between pursuing music or, you know, accepting a job in Japan that would be a whole different like career change for me. Um, I did that, of course. And so it meant that my music had to take a backseat.、Um, and it's taken a backseat for a while, but four years ago is when I kind of really started to like buckle down and, and commit more. So you started in fashion. Yeah. And I, I, I asked that question because、um, I interviewed another lady. She's a fashion model in New York. And she decided that she wanted to. Be an artist and start singing. And she said that being in fashion first really helped her as an artist because when she's done music videos and different things like that, she would have designers reaching out to her to model their stuff in her, in the, in her music videos and everything.、Mm-hmm. And people were more receptive to her because they w a s like, oh, she can sing. So with you starting in fashion first, How receptive have your audience been, your fans that you carry over from fashion to music?、Mm-hmm. Well, my career in fashion was a little different. I wasn't a model,、um, I wasn't really the face of a brand.、Um, I did a lot of the behind the scenes work. I opened stores, I hired people, I trained, I developed and did a lot of leadership building. So,、mm-hmm. actually, the business side, yeah. So, the fashion business side for me has really helped me. Um, have an opportunity or an upper hand in terms of understanding management. So, as an artist, I have a manager, but I'm also very in tune with marketing strategies,、um, you know, because I've opened stores, I've worked with corporate partners, I've worked, I've worked on global partnerships as well with my, old, with my company.、Um, so, all of that has translated now to my own brand. Like, as a musician, The paperwork, organizing, that's straight. And I know a lot of artists tend to struggle with that, which is why they have to hire managers or hire people. But for me, it's like, nah, I can, <laughs> I yeah, can do everything. One thing is really, you can manage anything. It's organization, it's organization, knowing the rules, all that. Basically, it is all the same. I mean, because I get where you're coming from. I did some, I got an undergrad in sociology. Right? But my, all of my electives were business classes. Then I got a master's in counseling that had nothing to do with <laughs> business.、Mm-hmm. Then I got another master's in higher education, leadership, and administration, and you know, the PhD and everything. And when I started looking at it, I was like, well, I did this marketing class and we had to do this, and this is the same thing as this. and I got a job like here doing this. Management is just management.、Mm-hmm. And it, so for me, it's not even about degrees. It's if you have an intellect. And that right there is bad in a million because I have seen a lot of artists、mm-hmm. that think,、um, I wrote a blog on it, that think a release is putting it on Facebook.、Mm-hmm. Or even just uploading it to a distributor. Like the distributor doesn't do the work for you. <laughs> right. All they gave you was a code. It's、yeah. up to you with the code.、Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, what do you think? Because I have heard, and this, this is your opinion, I've heard people say that in hip hop, that you have a lifespan. 
You're too old to try to do this. So how do you feel about the longevity of an R&B career? I mean, I think R&B has definitely evolved a lot over the years. Um, I mean, when I started listening to R&B, like in the like, you know, even in the 2000s, like the sound is just so different. And there's so many different genres of R&B, like alternative R&B. And then there's contemporary. And then there's like low, there's this new like lo-fi kind of deep snow Allegra type of tone that's happening. So I honestly feel there's a lot of longevity um, in music period. Um, it's just going to keep evolving and keep growing. Um, and it just happens whenever there's a new artist that kind of has a new sound and people gravitate to it in terms of like how they write their lyrics and things like that. And that kind of becomes like a new thing. But um, I, I totally hear what you're saying because even for me, I'm a late bloomer in music. And sometimes I find myself like thinking like, okay, I'm kind of on the older side. You know, I'm not 17, I'm not 20. Um, and that tends to be kind of like what is hot right now, but like Keisha Cole. Yeah, but you can see people like, like Keisha Cole, or you can see people even like, you know, some of the, the great people now, like Rihanna, Janae, uh, Aiko, Beyonce, like they're in their thirties. So you look a lot like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was that? You favor her a lot. Yeah. Janae Aiko is one of my, like, no, my... you favor Cole a lot. Oh, okay. That's yeah, a compliment. You... <laughs> well, yeah, she's, she's pretty, but what would you do if somebody mistake you for Keisha Cole and y'all in the same industry? I mean, I think a lot of... You think you could sing against her? Okay, no comment there. <laughs> she has a whole career ahead of her that I have not even tapped into, so... We're not... We're, look, we're going to edit that part out. You got to have... <laughs> I guess I can sing like her. I just don't have the exposure. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's another big thing with music is just like, it's not just uploading to Facebook. It's also putting money behind getting the right people to look at what you're doing. So. So what made you decide to go to Share to Pros? Um, to go where? Share to Pros. Because that's how I saw your music. Mm-hmm. Oh, um. I think I was just kind of, I was releasing Selfish. I think when I came across you, I was releasing um, my, my, my single that I released in September. And that kind of goes back to just kind of releasing stuff and then like your friends hearing it and then being like, okay, what's next? <laughs> like, how do I get more people to really hear what I'm doing? So it was just a lot of, again, from my business side, just me being a little bit savvy and just deciding like, let me Google read some blogs on like what people are doing to get their music out there. Um, so that was one of the platforms. Submit Hub was another one. Um, and just finding ways to submit my music and letting people hear it. And, you know, I happened to meet you through that. So it was successful. <laughs> but definitely finding ways to find to get people to actually hear what I'm doing. Okay. So tell me this. With COVID, and things potentially being able to open back up. I asked this question to another guest. I'm asking you, how do you feel about performing live performances in person, not knowing who has had the vaccination or not, or if people are just choosing not to wear masks? How do you feel mm -hmm. about that as a performer? 
Um, personally, I, I actually, I'm in Florida. Of, there's like no COVID here. That's what people act like because no one is like socially distanced. I actually just did a show last month. I did a show in January. Um, there were a lot of measures taken by the promoter. So that's something that I definitely look into is like, is the promoter enforcing masks? You know, are we socially distancing is hard, but at least having masks. Um, the promoter from the event in February had everyone sign waivers confirming that they've been tested. Um, so I think that there's there's ways to still feel safe, but you're never really safe. <laughs> like there's always something. So I personally, I'm comfortable um, as long as the the locations of the promoters that are asking me to sing have taken some precautionary measures to just enforce some safety. So tell me this, is that the biggest safety concern for right now? Or as an artist, I'm asking you, such as when the shooting happened in Las Vegas at the live performance, did that shake you or how did that make you feel as an artist that have live performances versus COVID-19? And I know that's two separate things, but both of those are still tragedies. I mean, how did you feel then compared to what's going on now? Mm-hmm. I mean... Both are still life-threatening. Um, and I think that that's just, unfortunately, as an artist, you you have to be as safe as possible. And for me, I have to be safe. Um, and I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm new and I'm up and coming. So I have had experiences where even I've felt unsafe. Um, and that's something that I have to, you know, I talk to my manager about with like having security or taking certain measures. Like I mentioned when I'm performing, making sure that the promoter is taking certain measures. Um, and that's just important to be able to set boundaries. Um, even when I'm meeting people, like um, recognizing when people might be dangerous or when they're getting too close or certain body behaviors and body language and stuff. But you just, you kind of have to like, there's a risk involved, but you also, for me, you have to almost walk in with the feeling of like trust because the moment you stop trusting like your fans or the people that listen to your music or that support you, it, it, they can feel it. And it's kind of like, you don't want to, for me, I don't want to give that off to everyone when it's, everyone's not bad. So, um, yeah, it's tough out here in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. So what project number is this? How many projects have you completed? Mm-hmm. I have, five projects out right now all of which are singles um so this one was my fifth um i only have three music videos out with the projects but i'm working on potentially putting out an ep this year that's kind of like my goal but <clears throat> like i mentioned i, I started like doing professionally my music four years ago but r&b has evolved so much and i'm also evolving as an artist so i didn't really feel like my sound was like set just yet um and now through COVID actually, thankfully, because I spent so much time alone and listening and digging, I, I built an in-home studio because I wasn't going to the studio. So I just bought stuff and set up a room in my house. Um, and with that time, I just started to really learn like what I loved about my voice. So now my project that I'm gonna be working on for the rest of the year, hopefully will be more of a closer, um, like Tracy Phipps coming out for people to get a feel for like what my sound um, actually is. Okay. Okay. So I heard you mention a couple of times about being alone. Does that bother you? 
Pwede rin create a tunnel of inspiration. I would say both. But I think it was more, for me, it was more a blessing than a, than a curse. Um, and I would say at first, of course, you get lonely. Um, but I'm kind of a loner already. Like I've traveled for work. I've lived in like four different states. I've lived out of the country. So I've always been used to like always being on the go. So I would say being lonely isn't really what bothered me. I think just being put, like being still is what drove me the most crazy. So I like to be social it wasn't the loan it was the social yes it was like that i couldn't really go out and hustle and do certain things but of course a creative you can't really tell a creative to sit down and expect them to really sit down so i started to like i mentioned like make music i started to like find things like you um started painting started to just get in the studio i built my own studio in my house like just different things like that that really helped me Uh, I guess, kind of like fuel my creativity. So do you share like a, a lot of, I will, I'm going to use him as an example, Plas. Plas share a lot of the day-to-day things that he do, even if it's just going to the store or random thoughts or anything like that. Did During that time that you was doing all those different projects, did you share mm-hmm. those moments with your fans and did sharing those moments that it attract new things. Yeah, I, I definitely did. Like any new skills that I picked up, you know, painting, gardening, potting, things like that, I definitely shared. I will say I wasn't always consistent because it's just, it's a little hard to always remember to like get on your camera and show people certain things. But I, if you go on my Instagram, like you'll see, I have like a day in the life with Tracy. So that's kind of like my reel. That's constantly just like things that I'm doing throughout the day. So people can kind of get a feel for like what I'm I'm naturally like as a human. So, um, but I think it definitely generated and created new fans, new followers. Um, during the pandemic, I think my following grew the most that it had. So, okay. So if you had to, I would say, name the style that you have that's similar to another artist that you add your own flavor on, who would it be? Mm-hmm. I would say I'd name a couple of artists um, that I feel are more in my pocket is like her. Um, Janae Aiko, because she does a lot of like, especially now her lane is more of like spiritual healing type of like, she pays a lot of attention to instruments and sound waves because she understands that certain sound waves produce certain emotions. Um, her is just very talented and she has a lot of like different, she can cross a do a lot of different genres and she's also a musician. So I play the piano as well. Um, and I love her writing style. So I would say a cross between her, Janae Aiko, um, and then some of like the older, like flair that Snow Allegra kind of brings as well. Cause she's kind of like uh, a fresh R&B sound, but she also has a very like Amy Winehouse kind of like feel to her. So every now and then in my, in my music, you'll hear kind of like that come out, so. So you're telling me that you're unique. Yes. <laughs> so that's your flair. I, I get you. Well, I thank you for coming. And I want to ask you, is there anything else that you would like for anybody to know about you, where they can find your music, your latest single, the single that you got coming up next, any performances, anything, your social media handles, I'm going to take over. 
Yeah, so everything is under Tracy Phipps, um, and that's Tracy with the T-R-A-C-E-Y, and then Phipps with a P-H-I-P-P-S, um, and that's across YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, anywhere you can find. And then in terms of my music, I'm across all musical platforms, so same thing, Tracy Phipps. Um, I have a website, tracyphipps.com, um, and then I also have, and you, if you go to my website, you'll see it, but I have my nonprofit website, Time for Tea Orlando as well. Um, and then just upcoming projects. I mean, I encourage you all to just continue to follow, learn more about me. And I love to learn and, and hear about my fans. You can, if you go on my Instagram, you can give me your phone number. There's a way that you can text me. Like I'm very open and always looking to like meet people and learn. Um, but I have a few cool surprises coming down the line. Definitely some fresh music that's going to be coming out soon again. So I hope everyone kind of stays tuned. All right. So you heard her. You can find her on all platforms, on all social media sites. It's Tracy Phipps with PH and IPPS. <laughs> yes, I have to say that. I thank you for coming. I had the time. Don't forget, if you can catch us on podcasts, on all podcasting platforms, you also can catch us on YouTube, IGTV. Don't forget about the Blonde Intelligence Shoe Line and the Blonde Intelligence Bar Jewelry Line. Okay. Thank you for coming. Bye. Thank you. Bye.